Welcome to the Beacon Way Podcast, where your hosts, Jennifer Christensen and Adrian Wilkerson, talk shop about what really works in today's digital marketing world. As the co-founders of Beacon Media and Marketing, Jennifer and Adrian have been a part of digital marketing since its early stages in the mid-2000s. Tune in as they shine light on what works and what doesn't in the ever-changing world of digital marketing for small businesses. So welcome back to another episode of the Beacon Way podcast. I'm Adrian Wilkerson, and this is Jennifer Christensen. We're the co-founders of Beacon Media and Marketing. So today is the wrap-up of a two-part kind of a podcast series on the buying process. So in the first podcast, we talked about what the buying process is and customer expectations as they move through it. Today, we're really going to address how the Beacon Way interacts with buyers at different stages and how it can help move them from stage to stage. And again, really how you can cultivate your connection with these clients at these different stages. So the first stage we're going to dig into today is how does the Beacon Way help people or interact with people when they're in that identifying the problem stage? So how have you seen this really act out with some of our clients, Jennifer? Yeah, this is a great one because like we talked about, the identifying the problem stage of the marketing or the buying process is in some ways the most risky. It's the furthest away from the goal of getting them to make a purchase, right? But you can have great influence here as a client. So what we've seen is kind of mixing in some ways the research phase two with identifying the problem. So it might be somebody's got an issue that they're looking for a solution in, and they're not sure exactly what even the problem is. They just know, like, let's say from a functional medicine standpoint, that they're really struggling with fatigue and digestive issues and other things. And so they're not sure what the problem is yet. They just have right. kind of have a general idea. So how our clients have done this really well is by not telling them, hey, this is for sure your problem, but by giving them examples and being very transparent of other people that have walked through this, hey, it turned out this is what was going on with them. This is how we help them find a solution. The healthcare industry in general does a fairly good job of this, of you generally might know the problem. Let's look at some potential solutions for you if this turns out to be this problem. But in this area, the research and the identifying the problem, if you mix them, you're really providing a lot of educational content. Right. So you want your potential clients to self-select. You don't want them to feel like you're trying to push them into a particular sale with you yet. You want it to be them coming to the conclusion, yep, I do think this is actually the problem. And then I'm going to go research it some more, hopefully on your site, right? right? The other thing is there can be like a general societal problem, right? So, and then you're figuring out how do I help our potential clients with this general societal problem, let's say with like the last two years, anxiety being a general societal problem that we recognize on a global level. So as a mental health provider, how do you help provide examples and remove barriers with the Beacon Way to identify the problem and to research? And that is addressing the overall messaging on a global level, like this is happening all over. You're not unique. You're not alone in this. This could be contributing to why you're feeling this way. And then this is how we help people that are struggling with that. So it's that identification piece of them feeling like there's other people that are feeling the same way I am. Mm -hmm. And that helps move them past that identifying the problem part now into the research and evaluation phase. Right. 
Well, and when you're putting quality information out there, when your tone and your body language and your words, if you will, are all consistent between the Facebook ads you're putting out, the blogging that you're putting out, the tone and feel of your website, it's all coming together to really help them, like Jennifer said, identify that there's a need. Often they've identified there's a problem, but they don't know what the solution is. And so your marketing efforts, when you're coming across as that helpful guide to come alongside them, provide information, help them in this journey, you're positioning yourself in a really good way to build that connection as they discover what their need is, if you will or discover that problem. And then now, again, you've established yourself in that trusted position. So now as they're moving into research, they're probably just by human nature going to gravitate toward doing more research on your site because you've really already identified that piece. And especially in certain industries, these two really do blend together tremendously. And like Jen said, we see it a lot in the healthcare world weight loss world, the mental health world, this, because you have random symptoms, right? And you don't know what the need is per se yet. And we also see a lot of times, especially again, in the healthcare field, people don't want somebody else to necessarily tell them what their problem is. They kind of want to identify it themselves. And I mean, this is where WebMD comes from and a bunch of resources like that. They're providing information. Now, of course, there's a darker side to it, like there is with most things. People can self-diagnose and try to go treat, and it can have disastrous results. So there's always that balance that you're achieving in this area of giving enough information and directing them toward helpful sources so that hopefully they're not endangering themselves in this self-diagnosis process. But this also works for products. Sometimes people don't even know that there's a product out there that can solve their need. Or they don't even know that there's a product out there, your product that can make their lives better or their internet connection faster or whatever the case may be. So your marketing at this point is, again, helping them identify the problem and really making sure that your, again, the tone of your posts, the tone of the visual and the words all line up to really connect with that specific target market that you've identified. Because we know if you're selling tattoos versus weight loss, the messaging, the tone, the visual is going to be a hundred percent different. And so it's really making sure that all those pieces are spot on. This is a really important opportunity in this phase. If you're really going to dive deep into this, which hopefully you will, you have to think beyond your product or your service and recognize the many, many levels of competitors that have nothing to do with even like your product range. So let's say you heavily, not that we have a client, I don't think that does this, but let's say you heavily sell Botox and fillers, but you don't sell all therapy or or let's say you sell all three. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that somebody who's looking for Botox might be comparing that to like, they might identify their problem as, Hey, I want to look younger. I want my skin to look better. They're not just looking at Botox. They're looking at 10 other things. And then they're comparing them and trying to figure out which one is best, or do they even go that route? Maybe they're going to start a nutrition plan and that's going to be the solution for them. Right. But it's easy for us to get stuck in thinking that it's just about why my service of offering Botox is better. You've got to get out of that mindset when you're in this Mm -hmm. identifying the problem and research phase. They're not at the buying point yet. 
They're at trying to make a good decision of what identifies, you know, what helps them and what the Mm -hmm. best solution is. So broad is where you want to be on the identifying the problem piece of it. Once it gets to the research comparisons, giving away good information, why you're the expertise in what you do, like we talked about earlier, then when it gets to evaluating options, now it's more why you versus somebody else. Mm. So it's just important mindset to differentiate those because yeah. a lot of a lot of businesses want to go, well, I've identified the problem. I've told them Botox right. is the solution. Why aren't they buying? Mm-hmm. Because you miss that whole part in between where they had to decide whether that was the route they wanted to go versus right. something else. And the more education you give them, the more they trust you and they feel like you probably have the answer for them. And this probably goes without saying, but it's really important to offer as much of an unbiased presentation to that information as you can, because our bias tends to come through, especially if we're not paying attention to it. And people that are at this, especially the research and even evaluating options, again, they're trying to make up their own mind. Like Jen said, they're trying to make a good decision and they don't want to feel like you're trying to sway them with your own stuff that comes across as very self-serving and it doesn't serve you well. You really want to present as much unbiased information as you can and let them make that own decision because when they come to you because it was their decision, that is a whole different relationship at that purchase, making that purchase stage than if you've kind of guilt tripped them into it or controlled them and tried to lead them here. You really just want to present that information, let them make the decision because you've presented such quality information and so much of it. So that's really where you can tip the scales is by the quality of information and the quantity of it, not by kind of a condescending tone or you want, you don't want to buy over there. You want to buy here. That's not what they're looking for at these stages. Jennifer said it really well. They're really trying to make the best decision possible. And if they get a hint of you trying to be manipulative or trying to push them a specific way, that tends to be a pretty significant turnoff. And they may not even be identifying why they're kind of feeling a little iffy about you and they're kind of gravitating more towards somebody else. But that undertone of how you're communicating with the client that comes across, that's the tone part that we are talking about. That's really important during these research places because by the time they get to the evaluating options stage, again, you want them to feel very very good about you and very safe with you. And like, they can trust you and you're really the expert. Yeah. I think a great example would be that our company does a lot of websites. That's one of our core offerings that we offer, but our website started like $7,500 and they started $7,500 for various reasons because it's certain things that we're putting in them and they absolutely have a value that far exceeds that for our clients. Right. But we don't try to tell a company that is starting up that maybe has a full $10,000 budget for their entire marketing for a year. We're probably going to tell that client, hey, this may not be the best use of your funds for that first year. And this is why, because you need these other things as well. And and you can go a little bit less on the website. And then when you're at a certain point, you're going to want to upgrade to this website for these reasons. Just because what you offer, you have to be honest with yourself is what you offer really for everybody. Is it the really best fit for everybody? Or is there a specific client that it's absolutely a win for where somebody else, it actually doesn't make sense. And by you giving that information, it makes your credibility so much stronger. 
Absolutely. Because people know that you can't make everybody happy and they're not going to be a good fit for everybody and not every company is going to be a good fit for them. So when you just call that out at the very beginning and just be honest about it, it goes, like Jen said, it's one of those almost instant trust makers, if you will. So is there anything else we want to talk about on the evaluating options? Are we ready to move into making purchases? Yeah, just how the Beacon Way works for that is everything we've talked about. So it's making sure you're very transparent, responding to reviews, you're putting the information out there, you're clear about who you serve well, you don't try to make yourself something for everybody. So the Beacon Way fits into the evaluating options part perfectly. It's just more specific as you get to that point. And then the making purchase part, you kind of started to hit on last time, which I thought was really good. And let's just make it easy for people. Do not make it complicated (laughs) for them to give you money. Right. Yeah. I just so, experienced that with something that I did end up buying, but I was like cursing at the company by the time I hit the like eighth screen on my mobile phone. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mobile optimized. Oh, I was so mad. I had to like retype my information four different times because right? the information didn't carry over. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't been so incredibly motivated to buy this particular product, and I probably won't buy it again. Like it's something I'm supposed to buy every 30 days and I'm so frustrated with their system. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the company or the product. That alone, it was so close. Right. So I know if it was for me, other people bowed out, right? I mean, you could tie that one into the whole body language thing. I mean, if you're talking to somebody or show up to buy something at a retail store and the person standing behind the register with their arms crossed and scowling or they're on their phone and they're not paying any attention to you and you have to make the effort of getting their attention and doing all of this stuff, that is not a positive buying experience. And so what you're talking about is that equivalent on the digital world of you're almost trying to have to convince the person you're trying to give money to that they really want to take your money. And so, yeah, making sure that your buying process is very simple and easy is a huge part of what we encourage as part of the Beacon Way during that phase. And then I think you talked about it beautifully in the last episode about customer service and how important afterwards is. You want to recap that just a little bit for our viewers or listeners in this episode? Yeah, the Beacon Way applies here by, again, this first phase you have to recognize that they're probably in some sort of remorse, wow, <laughs> remorse mode, you know, or questioning, did I make the right decision? I just gave out all this money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of off that high at this point. So this is the point, those first three days in that post-purchase, you have incredible opportunity. So using the Beacon Way methods of tone and body language and words, one of the things that we do is we actually send a direct personal letter from either Adrian or myself, you know, welcoming them into the company with specific information that we know about them personally, giving up our personal contact information if they have any issues. So if we've never had any contact with them, what that says to the potential or the client at this point is, okay, your name is now known all the way to the owners. We didn't just care that you made this purchase. We're now caring about you immediately afterwards at the highest level. So that's like not just removing barriers, but it's going beyond is addressing an emotional barrier that we know that they have at this point, which is that they're going, did I make the right decision or did I not make the right decision? And then the next piece is you make this first part of the onboarding as simple as possible. So in our industry, it's not super fun because when we onboard somebody, we need a bunch of stuff from them. 
Right. Right. So this is like not the most fun part of the process. We're like, hey, we need your login to your website. Hey, we need this information. We need your Google My Business. We need your face. Like all this stuff. Now they have to go to work and gather immediately after giving us money. Right. Right. So that's not fun. I mean, it's so much more fun when you buy something and then you get something really great. (laughs) That's like, you know, with us, they buy something from us and then, oh, and by the way, we need you to do a bunch of work to make our lives easier. So we can make your life easier, but but it takes their investment. Yeah. And so we provide all these extra emotional touch points and that beginning week, because we know that we're doing that. We know we have to overcome that negative of us asking for a bunch of information from them. And one of the ways we do that is by setting up the meet and greet almost immediately with our team, having our questions really lined out ahead of time and really getting them excited about talking about their business. So that reinvigorates them that they get to talk about what they love, right? So now that becomes a positive. It balances out the negative of them having to get all this IT stuff for Mm -hmm. us, which of course they hate. They get a nice letter from Adrian and I, and then we try to produce something for them within the mm-hmm. first couple of weeks. That's something that they have to take away. Right. So all of those combinations, recognizing that first post-purchase is this really incredible time of either building trust and a deep relationship and referrals, and then having them send other people to you to be in this process or to potentially lose them. Right. Absolutely. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this conclusion of the Beacon Way as part of the buying process. And we hope you join us next week. We're going to be digging into the Beacon Way a little bit deeper and talking more specifics and starting to relate it into different industries and specifics within those industries. So we look forward to having you join us next time. And we hope you enjoyed our podcast today. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Beacon Way. We hope you enjoyed it and had some good takeaways. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give us some stars on your podcast channel of choice. For more information, tips, and notes from the show, check us out at beaconmm.com. For more information on how Beacon can help market your business, email us at welcome at beaconmm.com. Thank you.